I, I just want us to read a scripture together. James chapter 3, verse 2. We're going to go through 4. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. For in many things we offend all. I took, took some time this week and just asked different individuals over. Actually, I've had a couple of weeks because Stephen was hogging the platform. Didn't he do an awesome job? Oh, my God. Yeah. Good, great. And, uh, uh, but I would ask people, okay, so in many things we offend all. And if any man offend not in the word, the same is a perfect man, able to bridle his whole body. In many things, for in many things we offend all. What does that mean? Well, uh, and almost everybody came back with something about, like, it doesn't make any difference who you are. You can offend people with your words. Okay, so it doesn't make any difference how hard you try, but, you know, you, you can offend people with your words. Now, how many of you know that just because something's true doesn't mean it's correct? Okay, because that's a true statement, but it's not correct based off of this verse. It, because for in many things, we offend all, or all can offend with many things, okay? In many things, in many things, uh, we all offend. Okay, so we all offend others. No, he's not talking about others. He's talking about yourself. For in many things, what are things? Words, right? So, so uh, there, there, a lot of us use words that take us off the end. You offend yourself. You remove yourself from the end that you were, you know, headed towards. How'd you do that? With your words. And, and, and he said, you know, words, think about it, words are saying, saying's how we communicate. So in many of our communications, we're saying things and using words that take us off the end. Uh, and you got to stop telling yourself that my words don't matter. What I say is not a big deal. I'm here tonight to tell you that your words matter. He said, if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man, able to bridle his whole body. And, and just make sure you see this. Okay, he's talking about my words, my life, and, and, and being a perfect man. The word perfect is not without fault. It's, it is fully uh, put together. It's complete. It, it is fully developed. So if any man... Uh, is able to, to, to go and not use words to get off the end, then he is uh, completely developed or, or mature. Mature. See, it, if you can get to the point where you don't talk yourself out of what God's been talking you into, he said you'll reach a level of maturity that's going to really benefit your life. And, and he, he said, uh, behold, everybody say behold, uh, okay, uh, behold, is, that means stop, focus, see this, make sure you understand this. We put bits in the horse's mouth so they'll obey us, and, 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 and their whole body follows it. Look at this next one. He said, uh, behold, the ships, and they're great, and they're driven with fierce winds, yet they're turned with a very small helm wherever the governor listeth. Okay, so, so there, it's just that little rudder that tells the ship where to go. 
right? And, and so if he was writing today, maybe he'd say, he'd say it this way, that, that your tongue is like the steering wheel of your life. And, and you know, think if you, if you decided to buy a ticket and get on board a cruise ship and go to Mexico, man, wouldn't that be awesome? You know, let's, let's get a, let's cruise, let's take a cruise, get on a boat, let's go to Mexico, and, and uh, let's just go to, you know, have a great time, and you're on the boat, and things are going great, and then it docks, and you're getting off the dock, and you find out that, you, well, you're not actually in Mexico, you're in the Philippines. Well, how in the world did we end up in the Philippines? You know, because it, 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 I'll just tell you how I am, I'd want to talk to somebody, okay, because I bought a ticket to Mexico, I didn't want to go to Manila. I don't want to go to the island of Cebu, okay? I don't want to be there. I want Mexico. Why are we in the Philippines? If their response was, there were waves. You know, wind came up and, and, and we had waves. Well, that's kind of the gig, isn't it? This is a boat. And a boat ain't no good if there isn't some waves. You don't get to blame the waves for the destination, See, and a lot of us are under the impression that we've ended up where we have ended up in life because of the wind and waves that we've encountered. But it's not the wind and the waves that got you where you are. It's the words. See, your words matter. Proverbs, uh, most of us can quote it, right? Proverbs 18, 20, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Hello? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, and, and you know, it's really cool, go back and read a bunch of different translations, uh, because it, it says, you know, those who love to talk, you, you know, what are you going to eat? You're going to eat your words. Right. Your words are going to determine the, you know, the, uh, the menu that your life's going to feast on. What, what you're going to deal with is coming out of your mouth. And it said, it's coming out of your mouth. Is it not weird that we know people, right? None of us. But we know people that love to talk the problem. I've never met anybody that's steeped in poverty that didn't love to talk about poverty. Man, it's just so hard right now. Things are just not going that well. No matter what we do, it always seems to fall apart right at the end. We, get, we take one step forward, we get pulled three steps back. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I mean, we either believe the Bible or we don't. So, you could put it this way, that your words, it's a life and death decision. Well, I'm just blowing off steam. My words don't really matter. Uh, I have the right to vent. Really? Yeah, I can say something. It's not that big of a deal. Well, you just said that your words will make no difference. Well, don't you think that that's what the enemy would want you to believe? Because whosoever shall say and believe in his heart and not doubt, but believe those things which he saith, he shall have whatsoever he says. So the enemy would love for you to believe that your words don't have any authority, because that way you won't use your words in an authoritative sense. 
And if he can get you to release the impact of your word in a situation, he has effected the power of your words in every situation because your words either matter or they don't. They can't matter sometimes and not matter other times. You see, if you've ended up in the Philippines instead of Mexico, it's because you talk more Filipino than you talk Spanish. Your, 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 your life is being driven through your mouth. I would like to double-dog dare you to take seven days and refuse to speak death in any situation. In any situation that you, nope, I'm not going to speak death. It, I'm, I'm going to give you a break because I have enough material uh, actually for like a month. So I'm just going to leave you with a couple of thoughts for tonight. Because, it, uh, but, but there's a scripture. Here, let me find it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. Oh, my God, this stuff is awesome. Okay, I have to tell you a couple of things. Don't let me look at that again. Okay? Okay, yeah, I just have to tell you a couple of things, and then I'll let you go. Um, here's how powerful your words are, is that if the enemy can tempt you to say the wrong things, you'll end up receiving the wrong results, and then you'll be blaming the wrong circumstances. Because you'll... You'll think in your mind that uh, something over there is what produced this mess over here. See, he, this, you got you to get this. That this is the enemy's strategy, right? Uh, go back and read Ephesians 6, 10, and, uh, you know, for uh, finally my brother be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand the wiles or the strategies of, of the devil. The strategy of the devil strategy of the devil is to get you to uh, use your words out of context. Right. He started this, remember, remember when Jesus uh, was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, and when he came out of the wilderness, the, uh, the, the enemy was there, Satan was there to tempt him, and he was ready to tempt him. And remember the first temptation? Remember what it was? What was the very first temptation that Jesus you know, had to deal with as he's coming out. And, and, and the enemy took him and, he's, and, and said he found Jesus and Jesus was hungry. Everybody say, duh. duh. Man, I, I, you know, I fast 40 hours and I can like annihilate the fridge. He's 40 days, okay? He's hungry. And, the, and he says, okay, here's what let's do. Uh, uh, what's the temptation? Again, I went around talking to different guys. What was the temptation? Uh, to turn stones into bread. Well, that, that would have been the result, but the temptation really, it really wasn't about stones and bread. He said, command these stones to be turned to bread. So what the enemy tempted him with is, use your words how I tell you to. Let me dictate what you're going to say right now. See, this is what the enemy wants to do, is tell you what to say. And be contrary to the will of God. It's like, just say it, because it sounds good, don't it? 
Donut? If you're hungry, donut sounds good. Use your words to meet your needs. No, you don't use your words to meet your needs. He said he'd meet all your needs. Jesus, how many times did he say, hey, you know, they'd come and tell him, man, you're a great preacher. And he'd stop them and say, hey, what you hear me say, I heard the Father say. Man, look at the miracles you do. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Anything you see me do, I've just watched the Father do it. I'm not going to say anything unless God puts his word in my mouth. There's Balaam and, and Balak. And, and, and Balak was a king, and he had a problem because he had some armies coming up against him, and they were mowing down everything that they faced. And so, so Balak, the king, calls for Balaam because Balaam's word is so powerful that if he says a thing, it'll happen. If he blesses something, it's going to be blessed. And if he curses something, it's going to be blessed. And even the king knew it. Everybody knew that Balaam's word carried weight. See, here's the thing that you want to ask yourself is, does anybody think your words carry any weight? And, 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 and man, they, they said, get, get that guy up in here and tell him that we need him to come, and he needs to stand, and he needs to look out over this army that's coming against us, and he needs to curse them, and he needs to do it now. And, and, and you know, and, they, and it starts, the, it's a great story, and, and it starts this, uh, you know, back and forth because he's like, man, I, I ain't doing it. And, and they sent, they sent, a message to him, and they said, I'll tell you what we'll do. We, we will pay you. And you start adding up the amount of money that they're offering him to come out and say what they want him to say. And, and, and it's, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give you, we'll give you, you know, vineyards, and we'll give you cattle, and we'll get, you know, and we're going to set you up for life. And, and we're talking about millions of dollars. And, and, and he's like, I, I, can't, I can't do it. He said, uh, you know, I'm going to go up and talk to God, and let's find out what he has to say. He'd go up and make some sacrifices to talk to God and come back down and say, I can't say what you want me to say. Finally, Balak says, hey, let me go with you. I bet if I go with you, we, we can do, turn the heart of God or something. Let's, let's go. And so he said, let's go up here. And so, okay, bring seven bulls and let's do this thing. And, and they get up there and, and he kept telling him, hey, I, I, can't, I can't say that, you know, that, they're, that they're cursed when they're not. Man, these, these guys are blessed. And anywhere they go, they're going to have victory. Don't say that. Man, I'll, I'll pay it. Do you not understand? I have the ability to, to see you elevated. I have the, and that's what he was telling him. I have the ability and the opportunity to put you in a, in a position. He said, come with me and go over here. And what did he do? He kept trying to change his position. And see, the enemy's tempting you all the time to change your position. See things from a different perspective so that you'll say what I want you to say. And I'm telling you tonight that your words have too much authority for you to give it to the devil and use it for the wrong purpose. Because, see, your words are going to do one of two things. You're either going to bless or they're going to curse. And to bless means to be positioned to win or succeed. To bless, one of the best definitions of the word bless is to speak words into something that will cause it to become better. Okay, to curse is to damn a thing. To damn is to uh, render uh, invalid or illegal. What the enemy would love you to do. See, uh, you cannot benefit from that which you have declared unbeneficial. 
So God's moving in your life, and, and, and he's speaking into your life, and he's bringing blessing into your life, but you begin to speak words that are not life about that. You can no longer benefit from what God was doing to benefit you. And then you blame the devil for the lack of benefit. It's not the devil. It's the fact that you didn't care about your words. You made it illegal for God to move and operate. We're going to win the lost. I guarantee you that we will hear from people that tell us we're doing it wrong. Only Christians, though. Why? Because we don't understand the power of our words. I want to quit, but I can't. It's like, well, you know, my arthritis is acting up. Well, number one, never, never identify with your arthritis. Because now you just gave that thing authority in your life. You, know, you just need to stop that. Look at your neighbor and say, stop it. <laughs> that had some authority on it, bro. I'm going to give you a high five. That's, that was like, that made my day. What you want to do is even, see, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. And faith declares those things that are not even as though they are. How did that get to be that it are? Well, it wasn't, but now it are. Well, it's because somebody who declared it are when it aren't. Somebody gets a word from God, and they begin to speak that word. There's, a, there's power in your words. See, and, and what you want to do is you want to seek before you speak. You want to seek before you speak. Balaam finally told Balak, I can only say what God puts in my mouth. I don't know what to tell you, but I can't speak a curse when there isn't a curse. I, 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 can't, I, I can't be contrary to God. I just want to challenge you tonight. Take the next seven days. Refuse to speak death about anything. You can make a remark. You can remark or you can remake. What do you want to do? Aren't you glad when God looked at you, he didn't describe what he saw? I said, aren't you glad when God looked at you, he didn't describe how you looked? We can use our words to describe things or we can use our words to change things. God made you a living, speaking spirit and you have authority and it's in your mouth. I said it's in your mouth. You have the ability to speak life. And if you have a job and it, you know, you, you, you're working and it just seems like nothing's moving, it, don't describe that unless you want to lose that job. And you can walk around and talk about, man, this place is going downhill fast. They're never going to make it. I don't know what they're thinking. You, you, can, you can do that. Or you can say, you know what? The blessing of the Lord is upon me. God's favor rests on my life. Everything I set my hand to is going to prosper. And you, you can elevate an entire company because you got the right word in your mouth. <laughs>
Come on, somebody. We, we, need to, we need to use our authority and speak life. Let me just pray for you. Bow your heads. Father, tonight I just pray. God, I, I just thank you that we are a people of wisdom. We are a people of understanding and discernment. And God, your spirit leads us and guides us into the truth. And Father, your word will come up in the, in the midst of our heart and we'll know what to say. And before we speak, we're going to seek. We're going to seek you, Lord. We're going to seek you. We're going we're to be people of the word so that we're filled with the word of God, so that we have a word in due season and we can speak it with authority. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we're all going to pray one more prayer in here tonight. And I'm telling you that if you're living separated from God and, uh, 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 and you know that you need, you need to give God permission to come into your life and, and really make a radical change, tonight you want to make this your prayer. And maybe you've never prayed the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed it a hundred times. That's not the question. The question is, are, are, are you ready tonight? Are you willing tonight to grant God access to your heart? and to let him rebuild your life from the inside out. If that's you, I want you to agree with me in prayer. I want you to let me agree with you. And so while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, no one's looking around, and we're, we're not going to call you out or have you stand, but you're here and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm going to make this my prayer tonight. I'm, I'm getting saved. I'm getting saved from, from the top of my head to the bottoms of my feet. I, I, want him, I want him to do a work in my life. I want him to change the way I think, the way I feel, the way I make my choices, the words I use. I'm giving God access tonight. If that's you, just hold your hand up real quick and let me agree with you in prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. You can put it down. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah. Thank you. So cool. I'm telling you. God's going to make your life better. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. God, tonight, we just thank you for that. Everybody here, just pray this with me. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. Change the way I think. Change the way I feel. Change the words I use. God, make me different. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for setting me free. I am free in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give God one more big shout, one more big praise. Celebrate.